My name is Paul Riley, also known as Political Paul, and this is The Riley Rant, a weekly podcast where we discuss all things political, professional, and personal. Let's rant. Thank you for tuning in to the 33rd official episode of The Riley Rant. As was noted in the intro, we discuss all things political, professional, and personal. And if you've been following us, particularly throughout the month of January, you'll know that we really doubled down on the professional in a series that I call the Bold Move series. And the purpose of this series was to document four individuals who have made bold moves in their professional lives. The first episode touched on an individual who made a bold move into film and television. Another individual made a bold move into freelancing, into photography, and into life coaching. Another person made a bold move into entrepreneurial work, starting an app that's going to hopefully allow people to realize their economic potential. And then the final bold move was centered on an individual who has tried to break into the motivational and public speaking arena to inspire and motivate young people to realize their value, their worth, and their potential to really achieve their goals. So throughout the series, we documented a broad array and a diverse array of individuals who shared their perspective on how they're trying to make bold moves. And I hope that you will check those episodes out if you haven't done so, as there's a lot of learning around how people make the B breakthrough to then O, organize their thoughts, to then L, leverage different perspectives and data points, to then D, determine their course of action. That created the bold acronym, which anchored the bold series. And through all of that, there's some content that will resonate with all of you, which is why I hope that you will consider after this episode giving them a listen. But seeing that we doubled down on the professional in January, I thought, why not in February continue with this trend? But I wanted to take it from a different angle. So the first batch of professional rants were focused on bold moves. And I think that's a great way to hear stories and to figure out how you yourself are going to make bold moves in your professional lives. But I think that another way is to use useful analogies and mainstream current topics and events to also help you to see how we can take lessons for our careers through those events. And one event that comes to mind since we're in the month of February is Super Bowl 52. Now, I'm a little biased because I grew up and I hail from the great city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I was actively engaged in the Super Bowl as the Philadelphia Eagles took on the New England Patriots to see who would be crowned the Super Bowl champs. And so I think if we look at the Super Bowl and if we particularly look at Nick Foles and his trajectory, we can get a lot of learning on how we ought to approach our career, some best practices we ought to take with us so that we can have the impact that we want in whatever industry or whatever vertical or whatever function we may find ourselves in. So really excited about this episode as it takes a current event and takes some career learnings out of it, and I hope that you will get something from it. Now, I realize that many people are not NFL or football fans. Many people are not deeply embedded in player statistics and in teams and who's doing what and who's favored to win what. And for many, you may just know the name of your hometown team, You may just like a team because of the color of their jersey, if we're being real. But I wanted to provide a high-level overview of the Super Bowl to then get into Nick Foles' story so that we can leave with some actionable takeaways for our own careers. So Super Bowl 52 took place on February 4th, 2018. As I mentioned before, the Eagles and the Patriots 
were going up against each other head-to-head. And for many people, they didn't think this was possible for the Eagles to win. They didn't think it was possible for them to defeat Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, a team that has won a number of Super Bowls over the last decade. Many people just didn't think it was possible. And they didn't think it was possible because Carson Wentz, the starting quarterback for the Eagles, found himself sidelined in the 14th week with an ACL that was torn and would not come out for the rest of the season. Nick Foles, the backup quarterback, then comes in, and people are nervous because, again, he's not the starter. He's had some success in the past, but people don't really understand if he's warm or green enough to take the Eagles the distance. And so when you think about this game in Week 14, this is the game where Carson Wentz tears his ACLs out for the season, it's almost a surreal moment because in this game, the Eagles, after winning, clinched their playoff berth. They were guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. They were going to at least have a shot to play in one game to ultimately put them on the road to the Super Bowl. And with all that this accomplishment represented for Philadelphia, it was surreal to see that there was such gloom and despair and greatness over the city as people begin to realize that, yeah, we won, but we don't have Carson Wentz. And yeah, we won, but can Nick Foles take us the distance? And following week 14, people had every reason and every right to be concerned. Nick Foles had two lackluster starts where he was trying to get into a rhythm, trying to figure out his groove, but he never seemed to find it in in those first two games. And so people left that season feeling devastated, expecting the worst, but in no way, shape, or form thinking that the Eagles were going to be able to win the Super Bowl. And so fast forward over the next couple of weeks, the Eagles have an amazing run. They, in a definitive manner, knock out the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC Championship game to propel themselves into Super Bowl 52. But even after all of these accomplishments, even after overcoming all of this adversity, they were still not favored to win the Super Bowl. And that's primarily because they were going up against the Patriots, one of the best franchises in NFL history. And they were going against a team that they had actually lost to in their last Super Bowl appearance. So I'll never forget in 2005, Donovan McNabb is going up against the Patriots. We make it to the Super Bowl and the Eagles fall short. So you have that replaying in the back of your mind, wow, we played this team before and lost. But then what was also more significant and maybe more relevant was the fact that the Patriots had made it to the Super Bowl last year against the Falcons. They were down by 20-plus points in the fourth quarter and somehow managed to come back and upset the Falcons and win the Super Bowl. So this is what the Eagles had to contend with, the reality that this was the team that beat them almost 13 years ago and that this was a team that demonstrated that no matter how wide the margin or the deficit in the game, there was no guarantees that that would mean defeat for them, that they could come back in the 11th hour and take the championship. So all this was roaming around people's minds, um, clouding many analysts' judgment, so much so that it led to the Eagles entering the Super Bowl, not being the favorites, and pulling, I would argue, one of the biggest upsets in sports history. So that's the background on Super Bowl 52, the adversity that we took to get there, and how the Eagles were still counted out from the start. But When you dive deeper beyond the franchise, the team, and you look at the individual players, one player stands out to me as someone who's overcome a significant amount of adversity and to see how his season played out, given all that had happened to him over the previous six years. So Nick Foles, he graduated from the University of Arizona, 
a third-round draft pick for the Eagles in 2012. He then became, throughout that season, the backup for Michael Vick. He was able to start later in the season after Michael Vick had a concussion. So he's spending time with the Eagles. He's doing some great work, 2013 Pro Bowl pick, having some notoriety, but you know not really doing much. In 2015, he's then traded to the St. Louis Rams, and there he's able to be a starter. So you're thinking, wow, okay, this is great. He went to the Eagles in 2012. He was a backup QB. He then, after three years, gets promoted to a starting quarterback role for the St. Louis Rams. Now, for those of you who are following that career trajectory, it makes sense. I went from an analyst to a senior analyst to a manager. I went from a backup quarterback with one team to the quarterback at another. It makes sense. But for Nick Foles, it would get very complicated. It would get very confusing. So, yes, in 2015, he was able to start for the Rams. But into the season, he then found out that he was benched for Case Keenum. To put more salt on the wound, not only did Nick Foles go from being the starting quarterback for the Rams in 2015 to being benched for Case Keenum, but the Rams made it very clear at the end of that season in 2016 that they really were not going to invest in him long term. And this was most evident in the fact that for their first round draft pick, the Rams chose a quarterback who would ultimately be the future of the franchise or, or what they believed at that time. And so if you're Nick Foles, you're saying, you know, what the heck is going on? I left the Eagles as a backup quarterback. I got this promotion to be starting quarterback for the Rams, and now I've been benched, and now the team has made it clear they're not going to prioritize me in their future, as evidenced by their first-round QB draft pick in 2016. So in 2016, Nick Foles is upset, and he requests a release from the Rams. And at this point, he's really thinking about retiring. He's thinking about giving up. Maybe this just isn't for him. He sits on it, he thinks about it, and he decides against retiring. And he actually returns in 2016 to the Kansas City Chiefs. And there, he's a backup for QB Alex Smith. Smith gets injured, Foles comes in. Smith returns a few weeks later. And then, the way that Nick Foles' contract was set up with the Kansas City Chiefs, He signed up for a one-year deal with the option of a one-year extension. And so after the year, depending on performance, he would get a certain payout, and then there would be an option for them to renew his contract for a year. At the end of that 2016-2017 season, Chiefs declined the second-year option. Nick Foles in 2017 is now a free agent. So again, backup quarterback for the Eagles for Mike Vick. He then gets traded to the Rams to be a starting quarterback. He's then benched and pushed out of the organization. He then goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, where he's back up for a QB. He then is not offered the opportunity to extend his contract, and now he's a free agent. And so in 2017, he signs a two-year deal with the Eagles to back up Carson Wentz. In week 14, as I mentioned before, Carson Wentz gets injured in a game against the Rams, and he later becomes the starter for the remainder of the season, takes the Eagles to the Super Bowl, allows them to clinch their first ever Super Bowl victory in franchise history, and he's also crowned the MVP of the Super Bowl. I tell Nick Foles' story because I think that it touches on some truths that I think we're afraid to confront, some truths that I think we never really entertain because of the ways in which we're conditioned in society to think about our careers and to think about what it means to be successful. And so now that you have an overview of the Super Bowl 52 drama, you have an overview of Nick Foles' career, this is the time where I want to leave you with just a few takeaways that I think will help you as you seek to navigate the ups and downs of your career. The first thing I want you to take away from this is a willingness 
to be second string, a willingness to be backup, a willingness to not be in the limelight or the center of attention. And I think that that may be hard for some people just in the ways in which we're conditioned. If you were to walk into a middle school or high school classroom and you were to ask people what they wanted to be when they grow up, some of the responses you'd often hear is, oh, I want to be CEO of a company. I want to be president of the United States. Or if they're thinking within their school, I want to be the captain of X, Y, or Z team. I want to be the lead in this production or this play. Many people may go broader and say, I want to be a famous celebrity. I want to be a big-time athlete who is known around the world. And when you look at these professions, what you often find is that they are individuals who are powerful. They're individuals who are decision-makers. They're influencers. They're leaders. They're oftentimes the center of attention. And so my argument is that from the very start, we're trained and conditioned to seek the title the highest office, the most visible position. And that begins to distort our perceptions of success and of what's possible and of how we should conduct ourselves to climb the quote-unquote corporate ladder, to be seen as stable and competent and successful, and to have that validation from other people. And so we see this at a very, very young age, this conditioning. But what's so fascinating by Nick Foles' story is that throughout the majority of his career, throughout the, the majority of his six, seven-year career, He's been a backup quarterback, and that even when he had the chance to get that quote-unquote promotion to be the starting QB, it fell apart, and he found himself not only a backup, but actually phased out of an organization. And I think that what his career trajectory shows thus far is that we have to be okay with being second string. We have to be okay with being the backup. We have to be okay with not having our names in lights uh, to understand that this is the time for us to prepare and to develop, as Kyle Newport would argue, those rare and valuable skills so that we can build up our career capital. Your focus should not be on how you can become the CEO or the top person. It should be more narrowly focused than that. How am I going to do my role to the best of my ability? How am I going to conduct myself to the point where I'm opening up doors and opportunities for myself? How am I going to be a valuable team player that may not be the project leader? That may not be the supervisor, but that can be someone who actively puts their all into the project or whatever task is needed of them. I think that when you take the focus from that high level, I want power mentality to, I'm going to do this role that I'm given to the best of my ability, it can begin to change how you view yourself, and it also can begin to prepare you for when those opportunities come. Even though Nick Foles was a backup quarterback, in every stint that he had, he was required at one point or another to step up. When Michael Vick was injured or had a concussion with the Eagles, he was required to step up. When Alex Smith of the Kansas City Chiefs had suffered an injury, he was required to step up. When Case Keenum, his replacement, had a concussion, Nick Foles was required to step up. And when Carson Wentz, more recently, experienced a torn ACL, Nick Foles was required to step up. And so I hope that that will leave us with the first takeaway in that it is okay for us to be second string. It is okay for us to be backup. It's okay for us to be the team member and not the team leader because you never know when it's going to be required of you to step up and to offer your skill set or your talents to help the team achieve the ultimate goal. It may be your time to be tapped in 
to help get this certain aspect or deliverable across the line. And if you're so fixated on not being the leader or not being the captain or not being the president or not being the CEO, if you're so fixated on the fact that you're not the leader, you're going to miss opportunities for you to have that impact as a member who can then take the team on to greater and higher heights. And I think from a professional context, I know we're talking about football and someone getting injured and we see someone like Nick Foles coming in to step up and be their replacement. The same thing happens in corporate America. I've seen many instances in my career, my very short career, where one person's decision to leave has significant ramifications for the rest of the organization. One executive's decision to leave the company now opens up five other positions along the chain. And so you may have come in thinking, I'm going to be in this position for this long. There's no way I can take that. I don't want to be a senior analyst. I was a manager before. I don't want to be a director. I was a VP before. Not realizing that there may be times when you least expect it when you're required to step up. When that person leaves the company and there are now five vacancies along the chain that need to be filled, which you could be the one to fill. But even outside of the corporate context, at startups, It takes one person leaving for you to have more tenure, which allows you to take on more of a broad array of responsibilities. The point I'm trying to make is that we have to be comfortable with being team members and not always being the team leader and realizing that you may actually end up having more impact when your name is not in the lights, when you're just working hard, putting your head down, trying to be a team player. I think you'd be truly surprised by how that dedication and that commitment as a team member will naturally put you in a predicament where you're prepared and ready to take on any leadership vacancy, any opportunity that comes your way, because you were never fixated on the title, you were fixated on the impact as a member, which naturally pushed you into that leadership position. So I think that's the first takeaway that we have to take from Nick Foles' story. The second thing that we have to take away from this story, after we understand that you have to be comfortable being a backup, you have to be comfortable being a team player, we have to have the confidence to actively and proactively play that role. And the way that you have the confidence to actively and proactively play that role of the backup is to understand the second point, and is that what is for you, no one can take it from you, and that if it's meant to be, it will be. There was a WhatsApp quote that I shared in a previous episode. Unfortunately, people have been unable to track down the official author of the post, but it's something that's resonated and gained traction and gone viral across the web, and it's also a quote that I shared in my previous episode. The unnamed author notes, work in your quote-unquote time zone. Your colleagues, friends, younger ones might quote-unquote seem to go ahead of you. Maybe some might quote-unquote seem behind you. Everyone is in this world running their own race, on their own lane, in their own time. God has a different plan for everybody. Time is the difference. And so we understand that first point that we're going to be okay with being the backup. We're going to be okay with being the team member and not necessarily being the team leader. We can proactively and confidently play that role when we internalize and accept the second takeaway that what is meant for me is meant for me. That if I work in my time zone, I'm not worried about who's ahead of me or who's behind me, who I'm more successful than, who's least successful when compared to me and my credentials. I'm not worried about that because I know that everything happens in my own time zone and that everything is going to work together for me in the ways that they should. If you have that understanding and if you can internalize that point, you have no problem 
being the backup quarterback. You have no problem being the vice president. You have no problem being the deputy. You have no problem being the assistant because you understand that you're working in your own time zone and that your focus is on mastering the skills of whatever position you're in, whether you're self-employed at a startup or at a major corporation, your goal is working on mastering those skills so that you can ultimately place yourself in a predicament where you can seize any opportunity that comes your way because you waited in your time zone, you cultivated and developed your rare and valuable skills, you built up your career capital, that when opportunities presented themselves, you were not only prepared, but you were going to be more effective because you weren't concerned about being the backup for that time, however long it may have been, because you knew that what was meant for you would be for you. And that brings me to the most important question under this second takeaway is, are you willing to take that quote unquote step back in your career? As I mentioned before, Foles went from backup to starter to backup QB. And what's even crazy is after winning a Super Bowl, after being crowned Super Bowl MVP, He's still poised to return to the Eagles next year as a backup quarterback for Carson Wentz. And so that brings up this question of, are you willing to take a step back in your career? Are you willing to start over to gain experience in a completely different field or function? Are you willing to leave behind the titles to actually go after what you want, which may be in another function, in another field, in another industry? For the listener, How many of you can really stomach a demotion? How many of you can really make decisions that are focused on your own concerns and not how others will perceive it? If I'm Nick Foles operating in this society where we're so focused on where everyone is and where their standing is, can I really go from being a backup quarterback to getting the opportunity to lead a team to then getting essentially demoted, becoming a free agent, to then becoming a backup again. If you were to look at Nick Foles' career prior to that Super Bowl game, you would say this guy is all over the place. There's no direction. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing. He can't get the job done. He will never add value to an organization. And though those comments may be extreme, that's how we look at our peers on LinkedIn, on social media, when they appear to take paths that deviate from the cookie-cutter path that we were all told and trained to take. And so what Nick Foles effectively highlights for us is this understanding that what is meant for you is meant for you. That when you're comfortable playing the backup because you understand that you will be able to make your impact in due season, then you can confidently sit on the sidelines and cheer on your team. You can cheer on your teammates because you understand that there's no need to be envious. There's no need to be jealous. There's no need to be conniving because what is for me is for me and I can't focus on those things that I can't control and I can't predict the future so I might as well work within the confines of time that I have to make sure that every day I'm putting my best foot forward that every day I may not be the starting quarterback but I'm putting in those reps I'm hitting the gym I'm working on that report I'm understanding the fundamentals of the business so that in due time when I'm presented with the opportunity to step up and oftentimes you're going to be required to step up at the most unanticipated times I'm going to be more prepared because I didn't allow my ego to stop me from taking that step back or that demotion to cultivate my skills to then add value and be that effective leader that so many people desire to be without having the preparation or understanding of what it fully takes. But then the last takeaway from Nick Foles' trajectory in his career 
is this idea that you have to be prepared for failure. And he gave an amazing speech during the Super Bowl weekend where he talked about the importance of failure in his life. And I wanted to share that quote by Nick Foles. He notes, I think the big thing is don't be afraid to fail. I think, you know, in our society today, Instagram, Twitter, it's a highlight reel. It's all the good things. And then when you look at it, you know, you, you think like, wow, when you have a rough day, your life is not as good as that. You think you're failing. Failure is a part of life. It's a part of building character and growing. Without failure, who would you be? I wouldn't be up here if I hadn't fallen thousands of times, made mistakes. We all are human. We all have weaknesses. And I think throughout this, just being able to share that and be transparent, I know when I listen to people speak and they share their weaknesses, I'm listening. And this is the way that we ought to think about failure. Because in many people's minds, Foles was a failure. And even when he took over, people were still counting him out and basically talking about how the season was over. He had two lackluster starts, which only reaffirmed these statements by his critics. But he was able to take down one of the best franchises in NFL history, and he was able to lead the Eagles to victory. And so when we think about careers, we need to realize that you oftentimes can only connect the dots looking backwards. I'm sure as Nick Foles was going through his career, he probably never imagined that he would be the MVP for the Super Bowl, especially having been a backup quarterback. But what Foles highlights is how you have to try your best and roll with the punches. How you might be benched, you might be cut, replaced, overlooked, counted out, disregarded, and ignored, but that those things alone should not stop you from trying. Imagine if Foles decided after getting his starting gig with the Rams that he was never going to play second string again. Had he made that decision, he likely would not have won a Super Bowl or been a Super Bowl MVP. But how many times do we tell ourselves that we are a manager and we can never go back to being an analyst? Or we're a VP now and we can never go back to being a director? Or I'm the lead in the play, I can never be a supporting actor? Instead of focusing on titles and positions... Why don't we just take it one day at a time and realize that life works in ways that even we can't predict? If you had told me four years ago that I would be in San Francisco, I would have laughed at you because I could never have imagined that I would have been on the West Coast living out here for almost three years. But I think about those four years and I say, wow, I could not have predicted this four years ago. So what's going to happen in the next four years that I'm not even capable of predicting that's not even on my radar but that's likely going to have just as much of an impact on my life and that uncertainty that uncertainty around what the future holds should allow us to operate with an understanding that we cannot allow our egos to dictate the decisions that we make because we could be unintentionally or unconsciously cutting off opportunities that could actually get us to our destination faster than we ever could have imagined. If you had told Foles in 2017, after he had been cut or released a total of three times, that he would be a Super Bowl champ, he might have laughed at you, as as many people would have, particularly those analysts. And so through all of this, I want you to remember, it's okay to be second string, it's okay to be backup, and that you can confidently take these roles and these positions because you understand that Everything happens in its season, and that whatever is meant to be, will be. Now, this is not to say that everything will always be easy. As Foles almost gave up, he almost retired, but he acknowledged that failure is a part of the process. 
So in your career, think of Nick Foles. It may not go in a straight line. You may not be winning all of the time, but that doesn't mean that you won't have an opportunity to impact and influence the outcome of a game, a project, or a report in ways that you probably never imagined or thought was possible. Let's go into 2018 and 2019 and 2020 and the many years to come with an understanding that my title doesn't determine my value or my worth, that I can remove my ego to cultivate rare and valuable skills and build up career capital so that as I go after the things that I want and as I tackle and seize opportunities that are thrown at me, that I can embrace them, understanding that there will be failure, but that on the other side of that failure, there will be impact and influence in ways that you are not even anticipating or expecting right now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the 33rd official episode of The Riley Rant. And remember, if it's Sunday, it's time to rant. If it's Sunday, it's The Riley Rant.